From the 915 to H-Town, from the Panhandle Plains to the Valley, and everywhere in between, this is the 5050 Podcast, powered by National Scouting Report. Join me, Hector Cano, as we cover the Texas high school club and college soccer landscape, along with an inside look at the college soccer recruiting scene. The 5050 Podcast is a platform about the people and for the people who are dedicated to the beautiful game. Here we go. It's another edition of the 5050 podcast powered by our proud partners, NSR. They are the world's leading authority on all athletic recruiting. You can get more information on what they're about on Twitter or X, I should call it, at NSR now, as well as on Instagram at NSR underscore now. And you can get more information on what they're about on their website at NSR Inc.com. So awesome. Ready to go. Episode 100. Gentlemen, how are you? Doing good. Congratulations. Uh, you got all the way to the century mark. Very good. Century mark. Yeah. Can you believe it? Somehow, some way, in spite of all of my efforts, we made it this far. <laughs> so joining us today is, uh, so we got uh, the bulk of the podcast team here joining us. Uh, so we got the Obi-Wan Kenobi, Mr. Papa Sakuritis himself. Rafa, how are you, buddy? Pretty good. How are you? I'm doing great. And we got, he renewed his podcast team membership. All right. We haven't seen him in a minute there. <laughs> Coach, how are you, buddy? I'm doing very well. Uh, you know, it's a most wonderful time of the year. And, uh, you know, being it's, you know, the holidays coming up as well as Texas high school soccer is, you know, uh, in the uh, early stages. Uh, so I'm, I, I can't wait, you know, but it's really good to, to be back on, uh, on your on your pod and part of the team and and yeah just excited for you know uh, finishing off 2023 strong and mm-hmm. and going into 2024 yeah 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 and of course the the rook as we call him the rookie right so <laughs> yeah. joining us in his first year as part of the po- part of the uh, the team the podcast team here he is mr frank court jr the third right <laughs> frank how are you buddy uh i'm doing well i'm uh, just a good old day got that fresh uh Spurs win dopamine going through my veins, you know, Yeah, uh, I just got to sit, sit back and enjoy last night. And now I'm just uh, stoked to be on the pod a hundred episodes, you know, like, I'm, you know, I'm sure a lot of podcasts don't even make it to 50. Uh, right. I mean, three year anniversary plus a hundred, you know, but um, yeah, just stoked. Uh, going to the movies later today. Just uh, going to hang out pretty much after this. Now, what are we, uh, what are we watching? What are we watching? <laughs> We're going to see uh, this movie called The Holdovers. Uh, mm. I don't really know much about it, it's, but it's getting a lot of Oscar buzz. So this is the time of year that I go and do that stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Frank is a pretty hardcore uh, movie aficionado, man. Like he's like, uh, like he's like a like crit- critic level. Right. So uh, <laughs> I told you, I told you mine, man. I'm waiting for the one that comes out next week. Right. The Oh, the Iron Claw. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I'm, I got to get some tickets in advance for that for sure. That's that's the one I'm waiting for. So yeah. So um, excited. Thank you for being here, gentlemen. Obviously, also we're excited. We're gonna have a few guests joining us today. 
um, kind of sprinkled in here during the show. So very informal show. Just glad to be able to have this one. As kind of Frank mentioned, most podcasts on average, because I think there's so many millions now at this point of podcasts, but on average, the data tells us that most don't last six months. And if you can make it to 50, you're kind of in pretty exclusive company. If you can make it to 100, you start getting into the like small percent, very small percentages. So truth be told, this is um, grand total. This is well over 100. We're actually kind of creeping up on about 150, somewhere right in there when you factor in some of our special series episodes we've had. You factor in inside the three seasons, now entering fourth, the fourth season of Inside Texas High School Soccer. So, uh, but yeah, but specifically as it relates to just the 50-50 podcast episodes itself, the numbered episodes, this actually, it just kind of fell, it sort of kind of coincidence the way it kind of fell. Uh, episode 100 was the one that we were targeting, or we weren't targeting, we were just looking at this is the time frame for the three-year anniversary, and it kind of just felt perfect, so... Uh, thank you for being here again, gentlemen. And a uh, little bit, tell us, uh, kind of no particular order, tell us what you guys got uh, you guys got going on. You know, we talked about we want to make this a very, very informal, have some fun with this. We're going to look at the year, what we have on tap here today. Going to look at 2023 as it relates to in soccer, soccer in general, 2023 as it relates to the podcast, uh, kind of favorite moments, favorite episodes, favorite things. And then we're going to also look forward to 2024 in addition to our special guests. So, Steve-O, let's start with you. Thoughts on what's kind of what's going on with you? What's new? What's the late? We haven't seen you in a minute, so we want to hear from you first. Yeah, so I've been pretty busy with uh, – I, I coach uh, for a soccer club here in San Antonio, uh, Premier Football Academy, and uh, been uh, very occupied with the, the – so I coach a U16 boys team as well as a U10 boys team, academy team, and – I actually ran into you uh, on one of the academy days over at uh, Folks Jersey, yeah. you and uh, and your wife. So, um, but yeah, that's been keeping me pretty busy lately. Training twice a week, uh, as well as games on the uh, weekends. And my older team is a is a travel team, so you know, every once in a while we're jumping up to Austin um, here and there. But uh, so that's been keeping me busy the last four or five months, kind of going on break. Uh, that being said. Um, I am doing private lessons, which is the 78 soccer training uh, on Instagram. So uh, feel free to give me a follow. I do uh, private lessons for some of the. Now, Steve, plug that one. Plug that in for us again. Sure. Uh, Instagram, it's at 78 soccer training. So you'll see a logo, this this logo on the on the on the page. So uh, I had a good little session this morning with um, uh, about 11 kiddos this morning. So I kind of broke them up mm-hmm. uh, into different groups this morning. Um, so going to start doing that a little bit more often uh, over the holiday. Uh, parents are really wanting to get their their kids, you know, keep them moving um, during the holiday break. So uh, that being said, it keeps me moving as well. And uh, a lot of fun with that. So growing that um, kind of on the, on the, uh, side in between uh coaching so yeah uh yeah uh also been keeping track of of course it's over now but the ncaa women's and men's soccer tournament that yeah. was uh, you know got to catch a couple games uh in person uh big 12 as well as uh, a lot of games on espn plus i made it a point to you know try to watch uh as many of those games as as possible 
on on ESPN Plus. So really good stuff. Um, I'm excited for you know all the kids that are you know coming up into you know possibly uh, MLS or you know uh, NWSL. So we've got some some good talent coming out. Um, so and then some former players that I that I used to coach. Uh, you know, playing in uh, across the the U.S. Uh, it's got Arkansas, Texas. Uh, it's one soon to be going to LSU. So, uh, yeah, it's it's pretty cool to to see them uh, grow from uh, youth soccer up to like you know Division One, you know, and and Division Two and three schools as well. So, uh, yeah, just staying busy. So that's why sometimes y'all, you know, when when you're uh, promoting the uh, the show, I I. I watch it, but you know, I want to be on it, but you know, that, that, uh, that yeah, coaching calls, man, we get it, man. Coaching. Just get, if you're coaching, you're coaching. That's the, the, that's coaching kind of the rules. Role. That's the rule with all of us, right? If we're, if we're on the field, we're on the field. That's how it works. So, yeah. So, so but I, I make it a point to, you know, watch your show. And I just wanted to say special congratulations to you, uh, as well as your wife as well. You know, there's a lot of behind the scenes that goes on, um, you know, for, for you, for you to get to this point, um, putting that notoriety out there and, and communication out there for coaches, um, for players. Um, I mean, we've even gone so far as to give some recognition to referees as well on this show. So, you know, uh, but yeah, and, and colleges and, and high schools and, you know, what you're doing and what, I guess I should say what we're doing, you know, it's Correct. really neat to be part of this team, uh, you know, and Rafa and, and Harry and, and, you know, Frank and, you know, it's it's pretty cool to uh, to be part of the the team um, and put that recognition out there for all those those players. But today, I kind of want to thank you, Hector. You know, for for all that you do. I think uh, it's funny. I, I don't think a lot of people know this, but I actually knew your wife before I knew you, my yeah, uh, yeah. coworker. <laughs> I actually worked with uh, with Hector's uh, wife at USAA. That's how, that's how we met. And then Hector and I met, uh, through lunch, but, um, with, with, uh, with his wife and such. So, but yeah, no, it's, it's pretty cool. Um, uh, what you're doing and, and I, today, I mean, Excuse a me. lot of us, but it's also, you know, special thanks to you and, and all the behind the scenes stuff that you do to get this organized. I mean, the audio and everything, the bracketology, I mean, that was, you know, <laughs> nuts, but, uh, but yeah, no, very, very, uh, fun team to be a part of and uh you know just wanted to say congratulations to you it's well deserved man i appreciate it i don't know rafa frank i don't know if you guys can follow that up man let's just let's just end the podcast now man. I was like, <laughs> that was so good from steve i was like it's like man am i dying what's going on it's like no I, no I appreciate you steve thank you um no it's great but you hit on the keyword right it's definitely not not me not i the team i'm you know, year three, yesterday was the official kind of three, you know, three years in what I'm probably, what I'm equal, equally most proud of is just being able to play a small part in the game and being able to grow what we're doing in, in the state, but also what, what's on this screen. And then some of what's not on this screen behind the scenes that we know, you know, it's just a couple of other, um, a couple of other, uh, members of the team, but, just the fact that what it's what it's become what it's growing into or it's organically materializing into as a team i think that's that's what i'm very proud of that's what i'm very happy of so yeah so definitely we not i so i appreciate you um rafa what's uh what's going on with you man what's new uh just finish up traveling <laughs> 
all the travel I've done since August, all the recruitment. I still got one more trip on Monday, and then that's it. Uh, one more, one more, one more. Everyone's everyone's more, on actually. everyone's on Christmas break, man, and you're they still got you working, huh? Actually, I'm going to Ovalde, so I'm going to talk to the oh, students yeah. on Monday. Yeah, 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 yeah. Actually, there's some schools still open until till the 22nd, believe it or not. Is it? Oh, yeah, actually, even in town here, in San Antonio. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was Southwest. I, I think Are they doing like half days, days, or is it a full days? <clears throat> I that, heard I some full days. that I don't know. That's full days. Some of them are one yeah, of my West. Southwest, I think they they finish out the 23rd, but then they'll be off from the 25th to the 9th of January. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. It just depends on the districts, but, but so yeah, they basically probably, go, they push it back a week, basically. Yeah, gotcha. yeah. Since they go by hours now instead of the days, so they right, right, yeah. They get, that way they finish earlier, I guess, in May. But yeah, just the last last trip for this before hitting again the the spring season, which should be tail off. Not well, it shouldn't be too much. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of doing stuff on the road, and um, and now it's kind of getting back to the. To, to swing of things to this with the with the high school now starting uh i don't know with you we started kind of kicked it off a little bit and then also me and harry with the with the with the, with the round table show for the local san antonio area coverage um so we're, we're like i said it's just just been the busy part and uh just trying to take care of my health made some life changes right. <laughs> back in august and so yeah. i'm a lot I feel a lot better, even though I have a, a little cold right now, but uh, I feel a lot better now. Yeah, don't we all, um, man? I got that crud, too. Don't we all? It's just going around. But I feel – it's like I was telling you guys. I feel feel great. Still sound a little nasally and yeah. congested. But, yeah, it's definitely going around. Man. Yeah. I had a player yeah, out that, tournament last week because, uh, you know, it's something that was going around. And, you know, one of my pretty strong players, and it was – unfortunate that but you know i just told him no nah, you got to stay home but yeah yeah i told we're having breakfast this morning right i told my wife well earlier today i was um i told my wife the i think that the best i've sounded in like the last week was last night's scrimmage when i was yelling and shouting i think that was like the <laughs> clearest I, I felt like i sounded which was hilarious but uh but yeah so so what else rafa what else is new anything else going on just uh, try to go a couple of scrim- – well, I went to your scrimmage last week. Check out, checked out the team. I went to a couple of other ones. Um, uh, went to see Harry's son play. AJ plays for Stevens, so I went to go see them play for a bit. Um, so I'm kind of making my rounds a little bit just to – I don't know these games don't really mean much. It's just just want, just kind of get in the swing of things to see what's out there. Um, and I'm just – you know, r- the most thing I'm looking for is just for the little break and then – because I know it's it's gonna get back to the grind again, right. and um, but you know, mm-hmm. this is I know this past year was a great year. We had a lot of a lot of moments, you know, you know, doing that the bracketology again. That was <laughs> that was that another was daunting task. That was fun. I'm sure I'm sure it's gonna be another fun one <laughs> coming up. And um, yeah, we might and, have to think and of just, a new format. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, because a lot. This one lasted, I think, what six hours? Well, I don't know. It was, I don't know like, if we I broke think, the record. I think it ended up being a. What did we say? I think it was only like a thirty-minute difference, wasn't it? Yeah, we missed it by. Yeah. Uh, you know, we 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 got to. We really got to do a little bit more in depth on the games so we can break that record. You know. <laughs> oh, we could have. We could have broke it. Yeah, we could have. Oh, we could have. I think we oh, were. Yeah. That was one we do, we stood up to it close to what one a.m. I think the second time we did it. Mm-hmm. But that was a straight well, yeah, shot. 
the first year. I was a straight shot. Yeah. yeah. But that was, yeah, that, yeah, that, that, that was fun though. That was fun. That was fun. Cause it was ongoing, but that was different though, too, because, and we also, we also had, what did we end up having that day? Like four guests, three guests on that one. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. We had a couple of people. Yeah. From, yeah. Yeah. The Valley, El Paso, just to give their yeah. point of view and yeah, yeah, who they thought was fa- their favorites, and um, I'm sure probably maybe have some people again to come on to see what they think um, going on for this coming year. Uh, but then also the highlights, just talking to all the coaches that won state titles, some of, you know the, the interesting stories, you know the players, you know the I don't know the player from from uh, Seven Lakes, he just became a real, real celebrity there on his campus. And <laughs> yeah. I said, he, he, he couldn't, they've been spotting him, I guess, yeah, uh, spotting him there at the mall. And, hey, I know who you are. You won the state title and you're on this show. And yeah, so those are, those are the, I think that's the biggest thing, you know, you know maybe part of the, part of the team and, mm-hmm. you know, part of the show. And thank you, Hector, for being, let me be part of this, um, you know, you know, our Appreciate partnership, I know we started with, you know, being with, you know, with Roundtable and with you guys, and it's just evolved and, you know, it's just giving the, I think the, I think the most important factors is we're giving the proper uh, representation and the, the coverage of the, of the, of the high school soccer. And um, because it really lacks of it, I know the, you know, high school, high school football gets all the, pretty much the coverage here, but I think, I think ever since we've kind of come on, you can see a lot of the teams are really, especially through social media, they're really kind of making things out, the graphics and so forth and mm-hmm. presentations of their schedules and uh, even the player profiles, you know, you know, kind of, I think, I think the marketing is, is, you know, is a key, how to, how they market themselves to get, you know, get noticed to get recruited. I, I think that's, you know, this show's really been uh, like kind of like I said, the champion for that, and it's helped like these players get recognized for the, all the talents that they've done. So I'm, so I'm I'm proud of it, and like I said, and then the expertise that we you know all of us have here, you know, all backgrounds with soccer, with coaching and recruitment. Like I said, it's just you know top notch quality. You know, we want to give the best for for those players and out and people out there keep them well informed for this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No doubt, no doubt. I think. Uh... Yeah, there's so many things. Yeah, and you talked about the graphics. It, it, immediately, right when you said that, I thought of, uh, I know earlier this week we posted, I don't think, was it yesterday? Or maybe it was Thursday. Uh, but I thought of <laughs> Bay City, the Bay City uh, men's and women's soccer program. Those, yeah, the Black Cats, the, la- the Lady Cats, they uh, just some of the graphics they do, man, the stuff that they come up with. I love it, man. So creative. Um, it's hilarious. Um, but uh, let's take it over to Franco. Franco, we uh, we saved uh, the best for last, hopefully, right? So mm-hmm. tell us uh, tell us what's going on. I know there's so many things we're going to dive into as well that I know you're going to hit on. But uh, as far as in the works, what we've gone over this year, but just what's uh, what's new with you? Uh, just like personally, I got a got a new job about like six or so days ago. So I've just been trying to dive into that. It's like every other day, I yeah, <laughs> thank you. It's like every other day I run into like a new uh, like software that I have to watch, like an hour long tutorial to learn how to do on YouTube. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, yeah. So it's going great. Um, <laughs> going great. Uh, everyone's real nice. So that's cool. Uh, just trying to get in where I fit in, you know, uh, I, sort of the same thing that I'm doing with you. I'm like pitching newsletter ideas, but for a different industry. <laughs> <laughs> so honestly, it's not that different than what we got going on at the 5050 podcast. Yeah. Uh, 
but what we got going on is uh, we still got to push. We still got to work together and push on that uh, season starter kit stuff. Uh, and we'll definitely have that out by before Christmas. Uh, we'll we'll get a time in place and uh, we'll definitely push to get that out before Christmas. Uh, I got to update some of the uh, recruiting calendar stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about hitting a, like a new year, like what's what's coming Jan to uh, like n- maybe near the end of the high school soccer season, uh, covering like recruiting days during that time and stuff like that. Uh, right. Yeah. So just like a shorter version of the long recruiting idea uh, to get like a more focused view of it. Right. Um, what else do we have? Um and we can hit up, hit more. Yeah, on like that. we have like we're yeah. we're gonna do some like player spotlights, maybe some uh, recruiting case studies, kind of. You know, mm-hmm. like did this did this kid use club? He committed. You know, uh, we don't really have any exact athletes for that yet, but uh, we're we're gonna work to identify some and see if they want to share share their story and their recruiting journey. Yeah, yeah, awesome. So that's good. And I know we're gonna hit on so much more in a little bit, but uh, at this time we want to go ahead and. We want to bring in our uh, what hopefully isn't our only guest of the show, but I almost did it. I almost introduced them as uh, as the coach of you know what, but uh, he is uh, an alum of the Fifty Fifty Podcast. He is Coach Sean Soderling. Coach, how are you? Hey, how's it going, fellas? Good. good what's going good on, buddy? Good coach. To have you. Have you? So, what's going on, man? Tell us. Tell us what's the latest. Oh, I mean, uh, just uh, living life right now in this moment. Um, I, uh, I I was a basketball dad this morning, so that was fun. But no, um, announced that I was uh, leaving Brescia uh, mm-hmm. on Friday and uh, got some some things that are cooking, and and, yeah. and I'm super excited for uh, for what's about to happen. So we're here. You're gonna drop the breaking news right here. Is what I'm told. That's what I'm getting in my ear right now. I, is, I don't know. Do I don't know who you, you heard that from. Don't do know you who got? you heard that from. But uh, I got it. Hey, you're the head coach. I heard it from the neck coach, your wife. She's the one that's saying that. No, no, no. No, <laughs> no I, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. All right. But uh, no, man. Big, big things are happening, and uh, yeah, super, super excited. Yeah. So tell. So okay. So first question I got. Are you? So are you officially no no longer there at Brescia, or is this kind of a next month kind of thing? Where are you in that process? So ultimately, like right now, I'm just helping with the transition. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the assistants are still there, and you know, I'm trying to help with them and and help with the um, the recruits that are still wanting to go there. Um, but you know, it's kind of a I'm attempting to phase myself out uh, over the next few days and and week to uh, kind of slowly move into uh the, the next chapter of my my coaching career mm-hmm. okay gotcha so do you have a do you have a definitive like last last day is that like in the books kind of thing uh i mean i i, I gave him one of the 31st <coughs> um and it kind of seems like they want to try to push that a little bit earlier which is fine i mean i, I totally mm-hmm. get it yeah. um so i would say probably just over the next week or so uh will be me just kind of wrapping things up there Mm-hmm. Okay. So, you know, I talked yesterday, I saw the news, I reached out to you <clears throat> and I know you were, you were trying to be evasive. You were trying to, uh, trying to put it off a little bit, but, uh, no, I appreciate it. I know that when I reached out to you, I, and I also mentioned it, right. This like, Hey, you're, you're a grinder, man. You're one of the hardest working coaches that I know, just in terms of what I know behind the scenes that isn't on social media, in terms of what you've been doing, 
what you've done there at Brescia was three years, three and a half years. What was it? Four years. Four years, right? So yeah, yeah, because I I did tell the story. It's like you were one of the very first coaches that came to mind. Like I remember you got hired, and what was it like two days later? The pandemic happened, right? The shutdown, yeah. happened, something like that. I was like, oh god. So um, so at the time when a lot of programs were shutting down, you were trying to stand. You were trying to build one, right? So yeah, um, but just the from the ID camps, the stuff that you do, obviously on socials as well, um, just ton of respect for what you're doing obviously our paths have crossed multiple times going all the way back to the uh the soccer chat days um but i kind of want to just touch base a little bit on um your time at brescia right what maybe one or two things you reflect on where you started and where it was where that program is and where you leave it you clearly leave it in a better spot but what maybe one or two things are you most proud of when you reflect uh, i mean ultimately at the end of the day you know we graduated really good kids um who who come through the program while i was there we brought in really good players who you know they worked just as hard in the classroom as they did uh on the field as well um but i think ultimately it's to take a program that was definitely in the bottom third of the country um and and with the the use of our players and our recruiting strategies and whatnot you know made brescia a household name across the country uh you know people talk about the sisterhood still to this day i mean like that's a, a lot of the text i'm getting i'm getting right now is oh you know well, what's gonna happen with the sisterhood they're gonna be fine uh they're, they're, they're gonna be in good hands and uh uh but you know obviously the biggest thing that comes to mind is um making the conference tournament for the first time in school history uh, last season. That That's absolutely massive for that program. This year, beating our first ever nationally ranked opponent um, yeah. was, was another massive step. Uh, but I think, you know, it, I think the biggest thing that a lot of people don't look at is the growth. And I would say that's probably the thing I'm the most proud of is the growth of our team from, you know, my first year, 0-11, we scored two goals. Second year, we won two games. We scored, I believe it was uh, four goals. And then our third year, most wins of program history was seven made the conference tournament, we scored 43 goals that year. Um, so I think my my number one thing is, yeah, the moments that we had were great, but overall it's that that growth that we showed uh, each year, um, right. I think is a, is a testament to to the work that the players did. Yeah, yeah. And that's it's that's phenomenal. You know, congratulations to you. And uh, I know definitely going to be excited to see where you land next. And uh, did want to put it out there because I know this is going to kind of act as a teaser here. But we are setting up right. We do have something in the works where you will be uh, joining us uh, here on the uh, the fifty fifty podcast sometime very very soon. Right. Yeah, is- I mean it's it's a tri- it's a Christmas tradition from what I understand. So it is, man. It is. What do you mean from what you understand? It is. It is. I don't know. How's uh, how's Nick by the way? How's he doing? Oh, he's doing good, man. Getting ready for baby number two. Uh, oh, if wow. heard, I did not know that. I did not if know anybody that. heard the show this week, uh, I made a plea to baby Rizzo number two to wait until January 17th. Yeah. So that way he could get to convention. Because um, uh, essentially at the end of the day, Nick's availability at convention is going to be determined on uh, what this baby does. So I make a really good plea that definitely go and check it out um to the to baby Rizzo number two so we'll find out if he or she uh listens to to uncle sean or not but uh you know nick's doing well uh you know we're both coming off uh, a pretty big um and busy season right. for us so we're just kind of getting back in the swing of things with with soccer chat and uh but other than that i, I can i can vouch that he just recently got a haircut as well nice. um so we're, we're kind of getting back to the swing, swing of things where uh i feel like i know his every move again because uh, we do take time off during our season Right, right. Um, to kind of focus on our teams and whatnot. But, uh, you know, he's doing well. Um, we've got some some big shows lined up over the next couple of weeks leading into uh, convention and obviously coming on for the 
the Christmas special uh, with you guys at 5050 and uh, he's doing well. He's, he's, uh, he, he's, we, we actually had a good conversation there night about uh, he, he's trying to figure out how to, how to be a father to two, you know, you get, you got two bodies rather than just one that he's, he's got to focus on. So right. I told him, as long as you can win the man, the man game in the house, you're fine. So when you <laughs> have to start playing zone, that's where the problems all come out. Right. <laughs> yeah. Hey, as long as it's another Liverpool fan, he's, he's doing a good job as a father. I, I mean, some people are just, uh, just born different, you know? You know so, yeah. Uh, we don't, some clubs, we, some clubs we don't have to mention, you know, such as Chelsea, right? We don't have to mention. Hey, big win today. Big win mention. today. Hey, it's the first one since October. <laughs> yeah. It's since October. So great job. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we'll, we, Hey, whatever it takes, whatever it takes. They might've been the only club in the premier league that had a longer losing streak than my San our San Antonio Spurs here. Right. So, <laughs> <laughs> they got their first win last night over the Lakers since first win since November 2nd. So, yeah. So, yeah, no, I hear you. I hear you. So, um, you know, you mentioned, you mentioned uh, soccer chat. Um, what's, what's kind of the latest there? Tell us what's, what's going on that you did. I know obviously you're kind of ramping up to United soccer coaches convention, but what's, what's new or what's in the works or what changes, are there any changes coming? What, what can you share with us as far as soccer chat? I mean, changes. We we got another intro song. Our big joke is that uh, we we've matured as old men uh, in the last uh, few years or so. So we don't have the electronic pop music uh, at the beginning. Now we've got got a nice little smooth jazz uh, intro that we do. But uh, no, I think uh, we we've always talked about it every year, and and it's just kind of figuring out the technicalities of it. I definitely want to do um, some type of like video stuff with with soccer chat. Um, I think our our conversations. Um, that we've got lined up and, and kind of just the, the feel of the show, you know, I think in anything else, you know, it, it's just kind of like a, well, I, let me phrase it's kind of like some TV shows that get better each season. And I think that's the kind of thing about soccer chat is it's gotten better each season. I do think that over the last couple of years that Nick and I take that fall season off to mm-hmm. kind of focus on our teams and kind of put the podcast to the side that we've had some really good shows over the last couple of years, I think in the spring, um, just because we're able to put, you know, everything that we've got into it. So, yeah. Uh, you know, we got some big guests we're lined up. I know uh, we've already made a couple of announcements for some coaches that we're going to talk to at convention. Uh, and we've got some more announcements for that that we'll be putting out. We just had a great show with Jeff uh, Van Dusen, uh, the CEO of United Soccer Coaches. Uh, this week, we had uh, Shea Haddow uh, from the Shea Haddow uh, group, uh, Alpha Girl Confidence before that. Um, we had a really good show for mm-hmm. the first one of the season with um, – uh, a group from uh, Louisville, from the new women's professional indoor team there called the Louisville Triumph FC um, with uh, former uh, pro players, uh, Aaron Yenny and, and former pro, but wants to become a pro again, uh, Kayla Dickerman, uh, who's a part of that organization. And I, I'm pretty fortunate that they have uh, asked me to come on and, and help as a coach, uh, which this was all before the Brescia thing. So um, right, right. I'm, uh, you know, enjoying working with a, a top level of players and, um, so, you know, we, we had a really good show with them on, but, uh, you know, soccer chat is what it is. We're just, uh, we're the most, uh, professional, unprofessional podcast. You know, we still, <laughs> we still leave our mess ups in there and, you know, we just want everybody to know that we're as real as it gets. And it's a good place for conversation, you know, just like with what you all do. Um, you know, I, I think there's something to be said about coaches who can just get around, have a conversation, chat about the game without having to get out tactical boards and whatnot. You know, we're, we're normal people just like anybody else. And, uh, to be able to have those types of conversations are, uh, you know, I, I think that's what uh, soccer chat's really all about. There's so much to be, so much to learn from just, you know, listening to people and them telling stories of yeah. of their experiences and whatnot that, uh, you know, we just want to keep that, keep that going for ourselves. 
Right. And, you know, you mentioned soccer chat. One of the things I, I wanted to thank you, you know, you and Nick is particularly you is when I had first mentioned about getting this off the ground, right. Three years ago, a little bit more than three years ago, obviously, but, um, you, you kind of helped, you kind of definitely kind of gave some consultation there. And uh, so I appreciate that. And, uh, you know, one of the things I kind of wanted to pick your brain about is I'm just curious from your standpoint, checking in from afar, you've been on the podcast a few times. What, uh, from your perspective, favorite moments, favorite thoughts as you've seen the podcast grow over, over three years, anything? Oh man. I mean, like, I, I think I said this last time or like two Christmases ago when we did the show, like the presentation and the video and all that, like you are light years beyond uh, what what we're doing. Uh, we're just simple old dudes that just keep it straight audio. But um, you know, I think the thing that I've come to to really love about Fifty Fifty is, you know, it's almost like um, oh, how do I say this? Um, it's kind of like you know our like our, our soccer chat's cousin. Like we have so many of these like other podcasts that um, we listen to that you know these are people that listen to our show did our twitter chat and now said okay i want to do a show myself um and so you know i i don't want to say like you know like our stepchild or anything but like our like our cousin like our family like this like family of, wow. of shows that um you know have kind of i don't want to say spawned from soccer chat but um you know how much your show has grown and seeing the the reach that you have i mean like i you and i talk all the time like i am so wanting to get even more enamored with texas soccer as much as i can and like when i need to know something i know that this is a place that i can come to and i think the quality content that you're putting out uh for for coaches and for players is is it's kind of unmatched right now i i and i love the fact that you keep it um you know you give um, a platform to the high school. You give a platform to the clubs because I mean, at the end of the day, if we really want to be honest with ourselves in the game of soccer, it's about college and pros that people, you know, we see the glitz and glamour of that. But what right. you're doing with the high schools, that grassroots uh, level type stuff, that's why I love the most about 50-50. And, and it's, uh, like I said, it's, it, I'm, the, I'm the proud uncle uh, to, uh, to see all these, these podcasts that have come around, yeah. uh, since, uh, soccer chat started. But, uh, you know, I, you, you always say like you as a parent, you can never say that one child is your favorite, but I would say of all the little, uh, you Don't know, the shows that have, we're your favorite. We're your favorite. <laughs> there, there you go. There you go. So yeah, 50, 50, 50, uh, today is my favorite, uh, podcast that is, uh, come from the soccer chat family. There we go. Awesome. I appreciate <laughs> that. No, I appreciate you guys. We appreciate you guys. And you know, one of the things I want I want to share here is it is well beyond me and the evolution of what it's becoming in our podcast team here from you know Rafa and Steve and Frank. So that's one of the biggest things I think that I'm most proud of in terms of coverage. It's kind of it's becoming a network and I love that. I appreciate that. Uh, like-minded people with great intentions and big hearts that are trying to give to the game and grow the game. And, uh, you know, for, you know, Rafa, Steve, Frank, any of you, any questions, any thoughts for Sean? I know Sean's got to get going in a little bit, but uh, you guys got anything? Uh, Coach, um, so uh, the last four years, what is uh, kind of like a, a highlight for, for you in the last four years uh, being with the college you're at i think it or, or go ahead sorry sorry about that no just the school you were at yeah oh man um i'm sure you've got multiple but you know yeah i i just i think the highlight you know of, of what i'm most proud of is 
going to a, a program without much history, uh, without much tradition. And, you know, at the beginning of people being like, well, I've never heard that. And I guess the kind of joke is that I grew up about 55 minutes from Brescia and like I kind of knew of it, but didn't really know it. And to be able to, you know, to have people call me and say, hey, I'm down in Florida on vacation. I'm wearing a Brescia soccer shirt and three people at the restaurant have come up and asked me if I know about the sisterhood. Uh, you know, that's crazy to me. Uh, our team went to Australia yeah. for the Women's World Cup last summer. And, you know, how many people there, uh, we played a game against a, a local club and how many of those little girls came up and was talking to us and they were talking about the sister. I don't know if somebody paid them to say that, but it was like they yeah. knew they knew who we were. Um, and, you know, to to have a program that, you know, those those kids that, that I got to work with are, are so special. And yeah. and that program itself deserves all the love that that it can get um you know we're a, a super tiny school uh in a middle to to small size town in kentucky uh with with a group of kids that just they work so hard um and, and deserve so much more so that's the i think the thing that um you know the highlight for me is just the reach that our little school was be able to go to you know to well documented in the summertime i travel a lot for camps and you know when i go to texas and do a camp down there in the summertime, kids know who Brescia is. They come up to me, they start asking me, they follow us on social media. When I go to the West Coast in California, it's the same thing. When I go up to the Northeast, it's the same thing there. Uh, so you, I, I definitely would say my 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 favorite thing is uh, just the the reach that we've been able to to put into the program uh, and all the places that we were able to uh, to bring the program to and the living rooms that that we put it in as well. Awesome. Very cool. Very cool. And I'm, I'm a, I'm a fan of the show as well. Uh, I, I saw that y'all had your uh, new episode drop and, you know, it's on my, in my queue to, 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 you know, be listening to that one. So, you know, congrats to y'all as well. Uh, you and Nick as well too. Thank you. you know, thank you. Good stuff that y'all are doing. We try. I mean, it, it's, um, I don't know. We, we, we don't know how to be anything other than ourselves. And I think that was a thing that we kind of learned throughout the beginning of the show um was like at some point like we just had to be who we were in real life and once we've done that you know it was like uh two weeks ago on the show i don't know what got i just like kept barking throughout the interview i don't know like what i mean (laughs) i guess the joke is you know i got that dog in me but like i like there was no need for me to do that and i just kept doing it um so you know we're unapologetic unapologetically ourselves but no i just um you know we're really proud of the work that we do uh as as low quality of work that it may be um it works chat, but yeah it, i mean it, it, works. it like i said it, it defines who we are it's, it's kind of like nick says you know anytime people talk about the way that we dress and everything for games comfort over professionalism any day of the week uh and i think that's uh that's a good way to describe soccer chat awesome uh great congratulations stuff. great stuff franco go ahead what you got uh not really a question <clears throat> for you but uh more like for the athletes listening, could you list maybe like uh, two or three of your favorite ways that uh, athletes could always get in contact with coaches? Oh, yeah. Um, so I think that the, obviously the best way is email for a lot of coaches. Um, I would say majority of coaches will say email, you know, getting us the highlight video, letting us know of the schedule, things like that. Then you have some coaches who are a little bit more, um, uh, I guess accessible. I guess that's kind of one of the traits that I have is, uh, you know, my wife jokes that my my phone is constantly, uh, you know, on me at all times because it's like I'm constantly doing things. You know, I'm a, I'm a coach that you can text me, you can DM me. Uh, you know, if you got a new highlight video, you know, tag me in the post for it. 
um, you know, always watch it, give it a like, things like that. Um, but I definitely think that, you know, for, for, for athletes, you know, those emails are going to be so beneficial for you um, because that's going to be kind of your way to, you know, it's your introduction to a coach. It's a way for them to see you as well. Um, but you'll, you'll learn as time goes on, you know, maybe this is a, a coach that, you know, instead of emailing, hey, I can send them some direct messages, uh, you know, with some updates or it may, it may be a coach, you know, I typically get to a point with a player and I just say, hey, here's my number. Any updates, whatever, just text it to me. Um, so, you know, you, you get a feel for it, but definitely start things off with an email. It's very, very professional to do. Uh, but again, I, I'm one of those coaches that it doesn't matter to me. You can email me, DM me, shoot me a text. If you got my number, uh, just communicate with me however you can. Great stuff. Great stuff. Again, he is coach, uh, Sean Soderling, the former, I guess, former, right. We can call you former. Wow, that's It's crazy, to, crazy to hear. <laughs> I don't know if that's official or not. That's what I was asking, but yeah, the, yeah. The uh, former head uh, head women's soccer coach of Brescia, Brescia University Bearcats. So, Coach, this has been great. Really appreciate you. I know we will be in contact very soon about trying to get both you and Nick on for the holiday yeah. edition. If not, worst case, I know we're going to get, uh, or I shouldn't say worst case, but we'll still have you. No, that, would, that would be worst case scenario. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. But anyway, no, I appreciate you, brother. Thank you for being here. Wishing you the absolute best. And uh I know, uh, I know we're going to be in store for some great, some great news soon. So uh, in yeah, terms yeah. of what your, what your next move is. So. Awesome. Awesome. Well, th well, thank you guys for having me on and uh, definitely going to go back and, and, and keep watching the show now. And for our new listeners that aren't familiar, maybe, maybe some that aren't familiar with soccer chat, give us a, give us a little shameless plug there. Where can oh, they yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, we're everywhere uh, at chat soccer. Somebody took soccer chat and uh, chat soccer with an E. So it's C-H-A-T-S-O-C-C-R um on instagram and facebook and twitter you can download uh, our, our show or stream it from literally any podcast platform uh in the world uh you can get it anywhere and i, I also be, rem be remiss if i didn't throw this in there uh, we had this guy called the uh the convention clause uh, he's like santa's like little brother or something like that um that united soccer coaches if anybody's interested in going to convention our discount code is going to work until the end of the year everybody else's discount code was done a week ago but ours is, oh, nice. is uh, going to be going through the end of the year uh, and it's just soccer chat 24 so uh, hopefully anybody who's thinking man like i kind of want to go but i want to save some money for the holidays you can do it with soccer chat you can thank nick for that uh promo code soccer chat 24 but just type in hashtag soccer chat on your on the google machine uh and you'll find everywhere that soccer chat is now is the code the soccer chat 24 does that have an e in it that one, the code for yeah, yeah, that one, yeah, that one definitely does have it. Okay, yeah, just wanted to clarify on that one. So, yeah. all right, again, he is Coach Sean Sutterling, and uh, brother, appreciate you. Thank you for being here, and uh, look forward to talking some more soon. No problem. Thank you, fellas, for having me on. Take care, brother. We'll see you. Have a good one. All right, guys, awesome. So, thoughts on that one? That was pretty cool. That was good. Yeah, um, yeah I, I started listening to their show. Uh, I think it was last year, early last year, and you know, came across their show probably through you. Um, and found myself going back to listen to previous episodes that they had, not just you know, their more recent ones. So, mm -hmm. yeah, you know, for those that haven't listened to their chat, I mean, they're uh, it's it's a good, really good show. So, uh, yeah. you know, go go follow uh, Coach Sean and, and Nick as well. Yeah, they've done great stuff. They've done great mm -hmm. stuff for sure. So big fans of theirs. So, 
Awesome, man. So we got guest number two coming in right behind him. We're going to go ahead and bring him in now. He is Mr. Jeff Oregon, the founder of the Texas Soccer Journal. Jeff, how are you, buddy? I'm doing fine, Hector. How are you guys doing today? Hey, we're doing great. We're here. We're blessed to have you as well. And uh, great back-to-back guests there between you and Sean Soderling. So, Jeff, it's been a minute since we've had you as well. And uh, you really was interested in bringing you in because I know you were – you were there at the very beginning as this was launching. And uh, when I was lucky enough to be uh, there on uh, one of the subjects of on uh, Texas Soccer Journal and uh, really, really wanted to make it a point to try to have you here and check in and see how things are going with you. Yeah, things are going fine. Um, been a bit, kind of a busy year. I moved and uh, right. And, yeah. you know, and, and just trying to keep in touch with with growing old, I guess, <laughs> for lack of a better term. Yeah. So tell us what's uh, you moved. What else is going on? What's new? Well, not, you know, not not a whole lot. Um, I'm I'm still uh, paying a lot of attention to what's going on in soccer in Texas, though. I've the 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 site has pretty much been on hiatus for, you know, for quite some time now. And um, and the pandemic really had quite an impact and sort of shut down uh, what I was doing at that point. Um, But to be honest with you, I. I, I sort of reached an age where the thought of uh, sitting in a, a bleacher seat somewhere watching a lower league game when it's 95 degrees outside doesn't have as much attractiveness as it used to have. <laughs> but, uh, but the, um, <clears throat> you know, so um, I, you know, the, I did want to make a couple comments about, uh, about some things. Uh, number one, yeah. I'm really, I, I'm, I'm really extremely pleased with the progress you've made in the three years since, you know, you first started this thing and we had some conversations and I wouldn't say I was skeptical, but I was curious about how, you know, when you were dealing with a landscape where there's 750 high school soccer programs, there's 140 scholarship granting programs and universities in the state um, with frankly a sport that let's be honest that the high school and even the college level is, is in many respects for years has been pretty much a friends and family kind of a thing. I was curious about how you were going to break through and, and, uh, and do this, but you've done it. You went from a couple hundred followers. You're up in the thousands. Now you've built quite a network, um, you know, with the help of people that are with you on the show today and the quality of what you've been doing, um, how you've expanded to multiple platforms and, um, you know, the work that you've done at the Tasco convention and other sorts of things. It's been a real pleasure uh, to be able to follow you over three years and watch as you've grown and your team have grown this uh, to, um, you know, and and I would echo what Rafa said. I've noticed, um, you know, all the time that I spend on on X and other platforms right now and how much more of a community there was than when I first started this whole process in 2017. And uh, I'm very, very happy for that. Wow. So thank you for the kind words and uh, really appreciate that. Uh, they do mean a lot to me coming from you in particular, just because, as you remember, when uh, you covered covered that article piece that I was fortunate to be on for, you know, for your work in Texas Soccer Journal, it was right at right at ground, you know, ground level. Right. It was very much ground level. So and uh, and I know and you expressed not the not the skepticism, but it's just like, how are you going to do it? And I remember we had some conversations where it was like, you know, I, I don't really know how. I just know that <clears throat> I kind of, in listening to some of the people that have uh, not broken through, but are, I guess, giants in in the industry, particularly in the podcast industry, right? Is they just 
just keep putting out the content, just keep putting out the content, just keep putting out the content. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, I think what I've been most fortunate enough is, you know, first of all, starting at home with the incredible support of my, you know, as Steve mentioned earlier, my wife, and, uh, she sees, she sees the bigger picture and she sees the passion behind it. And she's such a big instrumental force in, in just allowing it to have in allowing the support, you know, in allowing my availability for so many things, because I get that question all the time from coaches who are like, man, you're a teacher, you're an educator, you're a, you're a coach, you've got daughters in club and all this. And how are you doing this as well? And that's a big part of it. But then beyond that, it's just the buy-in and the support from, from our team, seeing this grow into the team that we have from Rafa and Steve and Frank, Harry, who is not here just to name a few. And then just, and then that network, right. That network of, of coaches and uh, just so, so humbled, humbled, appreciative. And that was really what this kind of, when we have these anniversary episodes, that's the real reason why I like to have them is to bring people together, talk about stuff, talk, you know, talk about, look back, reflect a little bit, and then just things that we can do going forward as well. So um, it's very important, especially as we all know this time of year to take the time to reflect and be, you know, be appreciative for, for the many blessings that we have. So um steve rafa frank any questions uh for jeff jeff's uh jaws gonna ask jeff uh so, um, as far as the coverage what do you what do you see as far as the future for the high school coverage um it, it as far as my blog or just in general just in general you know it, it's it's interesting the um i i i, I my, my roots in high school soccer go back quite a ways, actually. Um, I, I'm dating myself here, but I grew up in Northern California and I went to a private uh, Catholic high school that had a soccer program, which, you know, in the late 1960s was a very, still a very unusual thing, even in California. And I would happen to be um, editor in chief of our, our newspaper and sports editor. So I got a chance to watch it very closely and to see what's going on. And I'm, you know, frankly, I'm really surprised on, on many levels um, with with how much the sport has grown in the state. Um, and it wasn't, you know, in reality, when you look at soccer in Texas, it really didn't get started until 1967 when Lamar Hunt, Hunt brought um, the Dallas Tornadoes to what was then the United Soccer Association. Uh, and uh, and Houston also had a team, too, that was brought in by uh, uh, Roy Hoffheins. And um, and high school soccer in Texas didn't get started until the early 1980s. And, you know, and, and in that time period, you've now grown to 750 programs. Um, and it's really made um, an, an enormous uh, difference in what's going on. And when I first started this, this um, my site in 2017, I did it, frankly, because there was nobody talking about soccer, very few people talking about soccer, except for maybe the MLS teams um, back in those days. And, uh, and I've noticed that in the six years that have, gone, have come since that time, that there are lots and lots of places that are doing it now. There are podcasts all over the place. There are um, substacks and other people that are involved at, at all levels. And the work that you guys are doing in terms of integrating and bringing together the program within the state, it's just a matter of you just have to keep showing up. And I, I told Hector that at the beginning, that right. these things don't happen overnight. And 
You just have to keep doing the work and you are doing the work and it's outstanding. And you're right, Rafa, there is a groundswell that is beginning to start to build to try to make soccer more relevant at the grassroots and high school levels um, than has ever existed before. And I don't see that doing anything but continuing to grow. And I do want to make one other point, too, that um, one of the things that that makes me the happiest is when I see things happening outside the major metropolitan areas in Texas, um, you know, because clearly soccer has been relevant in the, the major metropolitan areas, you know, for quite some time. But in other parts of the state, it hasn't been. It's been, you know, completely uh, ignored in, in a lot of cases. And over the last year or two, there has been some really interesting things that have happened uh, in places that you wouldn't expect them to happen. Um, and, and, you know, starting with El Paso, with Ricardo Pepe, and what he has managed to do in, in representing soccer from growing up in El Paso and now being on the, you know, a, a mainstay and, and a significant goal scorer in the U.S. national team. Um, and then the uh, work that Michael Hitchcock has done um, in other parts of the state to bring uh, lower level soccer and specifically to Lubbock, um, where the Lubbock Matadors um, and the only history that Lubbock has ever had with soccer was with an indoor team back in the, you know, the early days of the uh, United Soccer Leagues uh, in the 1980s. But it, this program came out of nowhere and they're filling, you know, 5000 seat stadiums now um, over there with uh, with with the work that's being done. And then, um, you know, the the first in the first independent USL league, one team in Texas, um, other than North Texas Soccer Club, which was affiliated with FC Dallas, is going to happen in, in Sherman and Denison on the Texas-Oklahoma border, which, you know, frankly, when I saw that, that wasn't on, ever going to be on my bingo card of where that was going to happen. Um, and then most recently, um, you have the people with Corpus Christi FC down there are going to build in conjunction with the city a 5,000 seat soccer stadium that I think will eventually lead to um, USL League One or an MLS Next Pro uh, team at some point in the future. Um, and then finally, my favorite story of all that ties back into the high school game is um, Bernardo Camungo up at FC Dallas, who um, you know came over here from Nigeria when he was a, a young teenager. Um, he, his, his entire soccer career when he was living in Abilene of all places was in Abilene high school. And he parlayed that into, you know, an open tryout with North Texas soccer club, um, leading to a contract with FC Dallas, leading to, um, a significant level of participation with the United States national U23 soccer team. And that's a phenomenal story and an example of what has happened with soccer in Texas and the, and the potential for what could happen in the future. Yeah, absolutely. I, I so I, uh, Jeff, my name's Steve. I, I coach soccer here in San Antonio and uh, for a soccer club. And I'm starting to see, you know, towns like Floresville uh, that we're, we're playing against, you know, clubs from Floresville, uh, Flowtown Kicks, I think that was their name, um, Elgin United, uh, Bastrop. Um, so, you, you, yeah, you're starting to see that, you know, small town USA kind of put their name on the map as far as, um, you know, trying to get into the, the the beautiful game, you know, and and seeing those those towns, you know, come around, um, and put those teams together it, and, and compete, not, not just, you know, show up, but, but actually compete. 
it's it's pretty neat thing to see. And I've kind of been around the, you know, the Texas soccer um, high school, you know, been following it probably since the mid nineties. And so, uh, you know, you would never see, you know, schools like that on the map. And, and now you're starting to see those kind of communities come together and <clears throat> not just the, uh, not just the big cities. I mean, uh, Lavernia is another one here around town that's, you know, kind of putting their names on the map. And, you know, Rafa knows, Rafa goes and watches, you know, different, uh, you know, um, towns around yeah, here the, too. The, the biggest one I think I uh, did, uh, the, the community really appreciated, uh, I think me and Harry went to Hondo, Hondo two years ago right? when they started yeah. their program. And we live streamed both their boys and girls game and their their fan base were excited that we were there, that we were featuring them. And you know, you know, it's a for a kickstart program that's never doesn't have club soccer, doesn't even probably even have rec soccer, you know, start from scratch, you know, and, and but they're very appreciative, you know, for me and Harry to be there to feature them and so forth. And you're starting to see other communities like Pearsall's another one that just started soccer last year, Poteet and like Steve mentioned, you know, a lot of these rural towns are starting, especially even some of the West Texas ones too. You're starting to see those little, those three A four A teams pop up and start the little programs because, like I said, a lot of them have those hidden jewels that, those diamonds in the rough. So that you never know; they may end up being like the next, you know, your next, you know, yeah. you know, Pepe or yeah. so forth. Yeah, yeah and I, I've been going to the state. Uh, oh, 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 go ahead, Steve. Go ahead, Steve. Go ahead. I was just going to say I, I've been going to the state tournament in Georgetown you know, for probably 20, 25 years or so. And, you know, I think, I think it was in the late nineties or early two thousands. They, you know, they added back then it was just pretty much five A then they added a four A classification. And, you know, when I would buy the program, you know, when they added the four A they've got the map of Texas and they have a little star of, you know, where every, you know, uh, uh, team is from. And, you know, I think it was Granberry that won the, the, on the boys side that won like the first, uh, 4A title or something like that. Um, but yeah, I'm like, so where's Granberry? You know, and so you see the star on the map and it's not, you know, you know, it's it's near Dallas, but it's like kind of far from Dallas as well. So, you know, you're starting to see it spread out a little bit more and it's not just the, you know, I-35 and I-10 triangle. It's starting to, you know, like Rafa said, even go, you know, west. And, and I mean, El Paso's already always been kind of on the map, you know, Hector, but, uh, right. you know, but, uh, but I mean, you know, you're starting to see a little bit more, like like Jeff said, you know, uh, Lubbock and those kind of schools, uh, you know, start to uh, show their face a little bit more as far as, you know, getting their 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 name and brand out there. Yeah, and you talked about, Rafa, you mentioned the, uh, you know, the, the 4As and the 3As. And one thing that was kind of evident of that was, <clears throat> so last month when I was, you know, I was at TASCO, the TASCO convention there in Galveston, they had a first time they've ever had it was a small a small school coaches social and they had i think it was probably about 125 150 uh people in attendance right wow. and it's already a convention that so they broke they broke their attendance record there was uh, just an, just under i think 1100 in attendance i think it was just under or just over i can't remember um but it was it was a new record and uh, but yeah just even seeing events like that you're seeing the uh, the demand increase, right? So I think that just speaks volumes in terms of what, what you're talking about there. So um, Jeff, I'm kind of curious, uh, switching gears here a little bit, thoughts on, uh, I was going to ask you about your, your Houston Dynamo, and uh, I'm sure you can expand on that a little bit if you want, but 
kind of I caught wind of this late. <clears throat> excuse me, I caught wind. I caught wind of this this news late yesterday. Yesterday that came out of MLS via the Open Cup. Uh, I'm sure you know what I'm talking about because I was in the scrimmage last night, so I caught it late. What are your thoughts on that? <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> oh, yeah. If I, you can, I don't. If you, can, uh, if you can surmise that into like 30 seconds, go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let, let me see if I can do this in 30 seconds. I, my history with the Open Cup goes back quite a ways, actually. In fact, I, I first saw my first Open Cup game in the 1990s. And uh, I've seen Open Cup games at all levels, from the lowest levels where there was nobody there all the way up to the, the championship game that the Dynamo won in 2018. Um, and I, I'm, I, I have an enormous amount of respect for the Open Cup. Um, it is a very, very complicated question. And um, sports honestly has changed. And um, the, the world that exists out there today is not the world that I grew up in. Um, everything is done with TikTok these days and done with videos and people watch highlights and, and you know, they don't watch entire games anymore. And, you know, it's, it, it, and it's all about star power and it's all about money um, and it's all about controversy. And I don't know how the U.S. Open Cup and the history of the U.S. Open Cup plays in that kind of a world. And... Um, it did not shock me when MLS did what they did, and I do have opinions about it, but I can't, I, I, I can't do that in 30 seconds, so I'll leave <laughs> no, it at that. I know, but I'm just... It, 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 it's, it's a very complicated question. I know it is. I know. I, I guess the real the question is, is how, you know, talk about your prototypical, um, how do I express this? Your prototypical Friday afternoon, Friday evening news dump, right? As if it's somehow going to get missed. But I just, I don't know. It, every time I think I couldn't possibly be surprised yet not surprised, more news like this comes out, right? So I'm just, it, it just, I don't know. It's, it is a little bit, of, it is a little concerning, especially on the, you know, just when you talk about on the men's side and the ripple effect of what you might see for, through MLS and the college game and how that's going to impact clubs. I don't know. It's just... I'm starting to uh, I'm starting to try I'm starting to connect a lot of the dots here, I guess. Well, I, I know it has not been a very popular decision. And to be honest with you, I wish it hadn't happened. But again, I, I think it, it's a different world. And, yeah, yeah. you know, and, and MLS is MLS is carving its own path. Um, and, you know, the, the league's been around now for a long time and they still are trying to get traction. And. You know, um, Clark Hunt uh, from FC Dallas, you know, was Lamar Hunt's son, uh, was interviewed for that athletic article that came out the other day about that. And he talked about how they don't view this thing, you know, that that he believes he's learned, he and his family have learned through, you know, the history they have with soccer in this country, which goes back decades, that this is not a one to five year plan kind of a thing. This is a generational sort of a thing. And, you know, they view the world very differently than MLS does. And I think they do when it's, you know, there, there's a lot of money involved. There's, there, there's just so much. In, it's so complicated. And I'm not candidly going to get too excited about this until, you know, they said they were, they were suspending it for 2024. And um, it's going to be very interesting to see what kind of discussion goes on in the background over the next year between U.S. soccer and MLS 
about trying to fix what is a very flawed product um, and bringing it to, you know, to a degree where MLS may be able to re-engage. And I hope they do. Yeah. Yeah. That and the link with the, you know, the link with the, the agreement with, with Apple TV as well. There's so many variables in this. And you're right. When you talk to, when you, there's so much to speak to when you say it's a different world. So no doubt, no doubt. Um, so as we start to wrap up here, um, Jeff, any, uh, anything you want to share with us, whether it's about your dynamo, as we mentioned, anything, I know you mentioned, you know, Texas soccer journal being on hiatus, any news coming out of that thoughts on that? Anything you can share with us? Any any plugs? Anything? Well, I guess um, I, I gave up my Dynamo season tickets because uh, trying to make the, the three hour drives between uh, you know our, our area and Houston was getting was getting pretty old. Um, but I, I, I'm happy to see them relevant again, and obviously them getting to the MLS uh, Western Conference final this year was quite um, you know was, was quite interesting and very made me very quite pleased uh, to see that. And I think Pat Onstead. Um, you know, uh, one, one of our original gangsters was, uh, and now he's back as general manager of the club. Um, they have, they, they have a pretty bright future. I think they, they can be relevant, but it's a very different league from when it was when I first, you know, started following them when they came to Houston in 2006. Um, and, you know, much more competitive than it was back then. And as far as Texas soccer journal is concerned, I'm, I am going to come back in 2023. Um, but it's a, a very, like I said, it's a very different landscape. There's so many people covering so many different things right now. Um, and unfortunately, I was hoping that um, the striker Texas, uh, you know, when it came that that would mm -hmm. have been able to get some traction. But unfortunately, them, you know, having to suspend uh, the operation is kind of a reflection reflection of soccer media in general. But, you know, but also a, uh, a little sad. Mm -hmm. uh, I do intend to come back and with probably a, a mixture of history and uh, talking about soccer history and, you know, because that's kind of where I am with my perspective uh, and, you know, focusing a little bit more on some of the lower league sort of things. Um, and, you know, the story in Corpus Christi, the story in, in Sherman, the story in Lubbock. Um, and, and at the same time, trying to, you know, dive in a little bit, maybe in conjunction with you with some of the high school and, and college things we talked about too. So we'll, uh, we'll talk about it and, you know, figure out something um, uh, in, in 2023 or I'm sorry, 2024. So just to clarify, you'll be back. You you are bringing Texas Soccer Journal back in 2024, right? We are getting yeah, and, and probably in a different format. You know, the WordPress format that I was using is an older format. And, uh, and you know, and and so it may be with a Substack or you know, or something along those lines. I'll, I'll probably approach it from a little bit different perspective. Um, I really, you know, the during the pandemic when I wrote my series about the North American Soccer League, uh, San Antonio Thunder, that. I had so much fun doing that, talking to yeah. the, you know, driving up the old coach and and uh, talking with one of the players who coincidentally, it turned out, actually played soccer in a high school that was in my high school conference when I was growing up. Um, and, you know, and so having the ability to do that sort of stuff, it was a lot of fun and I miss it. So, yes, I, I do intend to come back in some form. Great stuff. It's why I love him. He's such a such a great historian of the game, student of the game and great analytical brain as well. So he is. Jeff Organ of the Texas Soccer Journal. Jeff, thank you, my man. I appreciate you, buddy. Wishing you the absolute best. Happy holidays and the absolute best to you and your family. And thank you very much. You guys keep doing great work. Appreciate you, Jeff. Thank Bye. you. Have a thank day. you, Jeff. Great stuff, man. man. What did you guys think? The history aspect sounded neat. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's a uh, wealth of knowledge there. Yeah, he is.
and yeah. and and uh, I like the way he speaks and and you know uh, uh, verbalizes everything and and he had me cracking up for a couple with the bingo thing and stuff. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, he did not like that MLS decision. It seems. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of people. It's just it's yeah. I and I just kind of wanted. I couldn't not. There was no way we could have him on, and I and at least not mention mm -hmm. that, right? Since it just, especially since it just broke yesterday. So, but yeah, he's he's tremendous. So make sure you get out there, support Texas Soccer Journal. Um, you can find them their website, you know, the Texas Soccer Journal, as well as on um, on uh, on X. I think it's TX TX Soccer Journal. I think it is. Uh, that's their handle. Get out there, support them, follow them. I'm very, very excited to hear that he's coming back in 2024 because it's it's on the fact his his work, his content is incredible. And <clears throat> and it just it doesn't it's so I'm not going to say undervalued, but underrated just because not enough people get out there and just really absorb. But once you, if you just give it a chance, you'll it'll reel you in because it's just great. It's just great content. So happy to have Jeff on as well. And uh, yeah, so great stuff. So we start looking back now, 2023, the year that was. Thoughts, we'll start with you, Rafa. I know you hit on it a little bit, but you look back maybe from the inside Texas high school soccer perspective. You know, last year we completed, you know, or season three or this year, this past April, I should say, we completed season three. Last month we started, you know, we started episode one of season four, kind of a, a spinoff series that started by accident, right? And it kind of led to demand. Uh, demand so we brought it in as its own kind of separate show but when you look back on things thoughts on 2023 as far as maybe maybe favorite moments anything i think this the you know just seeing some of the teams you know like i said the, the one team you know we were kind of looking at see how just the dominance what salina did <clears throat> the girls what they did last year and especially some of the teams, you know, they beat some 6A teams <laughs> right before their district play. You know, it, I was excited to see you, but also to see also kind of taken a little bit almost to the limit by one of the teams in my backyard, which is the, the Bernie Greyhounds. Um, that was a good storyline. And then I think the other storyline was, like I said, the Salt Lake Caracol girls with all that talent. And then, you know, the, them not making the final was a little kind of an eye-opener there. Um, but I said kudos you know, I said to Marcos on what they did. And um, the same thing with, um, you know, the, the you know, kind of like the, the, that Dallas dominance still, you know, we're still seeing that, um, you know, is that, is that going to, is Houston, San Antonio, even El Paso, are they going to be able to close the gap anytime soon? So those are the kind of, the, uh, the riff, you know, what we learned a lot from 2023 and then it's kind of leading a little bit into a little 2024 too, you know, with some of the, you know, just recent um, information from the, I guess, from, uh, you know, from the convention and so forth and hearing from other coaches. Yeah. Yeah. Steve, how about you, brother? Yeah, no, uh, looking back in 2023, I've got a few moments that are, I, I really liked uh, two coming from the show. Um, First one being uh, your interview with uh, Coach Eric Belcher from mm -hmm. Eastern New Mexico. And I just really liked that interview because of the fact that, like, he kept it real. Um, you know, he kind of uh, spoke about being a college coach and, and moving from the East Coast over to, 
you know, New Mexico. And <laughs> the, the part that I kind of, I, I laugh at, but it, it kind of sucks is, you know, he didn't realize the the driving part, you know, of, of, the, of the job and, yeah. you know, having to, to make a, you know, drive the bus seven hours to, to a match and drive back. And I, I felt for him because there's times where I'm driving back from Austin and I'm like, Oh my gosh, you know, I got to fight this traffic for an hour, maybe two hours. And this dude's doing it for seven. So I was like, you know, I, I and a bus, you know, I'm just driving my truck. He's driving a, a bus full of, you know, uh, the girls that he's coaching. So, yeah. Um, and then um, interview with uh, Randy Waldrum. I mean, just that, that's, you know, pretty phenomenal for uh, you to have that, uh, you know, um, that, that connection with him. And, and he's been, you know, an alum of yours for a couple of years now. And uh, to see him on the big screen with, uh, you know, the Nigerian girls national team. Right. As well as uh, Pitt. I mean, they had a really good run. Uh, not only in the ACC, but in the NCAA tournament, his his pit girls team, you know, uh, they did some damage in that tournament, that NCAA tournament. So, you know, the interview with him, he's just another wealth of knowledge. So um, those are, you know, in, in, in regards to your the 50-50 show, those are interviews that I just stuck out for me. Um, and then, uh, the the of course, bracketology, but I, I really like the, the memorable part was Rafa, you and myself that cold rainy day at Comalander for region four. Um, you know, we thought we would leave there, right. With the rain delays and such. And you could literally see the storm come in and, and, um, you know, it was a very, we needed Noah's art for that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We were like, are we ever going to leave here? But looking back on it, it was, it was pretty cool, you know, to spend that time with you guys, you know, throughout the day and, and, uh, uh, you know, just watching the game that we love, Texas, Texas high school soccer. And, and we saw some, some good games there, especially some, some games that we didn't think that was going to go uh, the way that we thought. And, and, but, but that's the beauty behind it. You know, the, right, the beauty right. behind it is you, that's why I think it's uh, Chris Berman, you know, from ESPN. It's like, that's why they play the game. So yeah, you got to go out there and you can't just show up. So, but no, that just the memories from that day and, you know, having to look for a charger, like, man, like, how long are we going to be out of here? Shoot. You know, it's like, uh, you know, it's supposed to, you know, my wife's like, I thought you're going to be home like at six or seven. It's like nine o'clock. I'm like, yeah, 10 o'clock. I think. I mean, it was a long day, but it was just very memorable for me spending that time with you guys. And it was just, it was fun. I mean, I, I, I just, things like that. I mean, memories that, that we make is, is pretty cool. Yeah. Cold, cold, rainy day at Comalander. I had one of those last night. I had one, so it's pretty synonymous, I guess. Cold rain and Comalander, but yeah. So next time you get home, ten o'clock at night, covering Texas high school soccer, that's when you, that's when you tell your wife. You say, "This is why they pay us the big bucks, right, Steve?" That's right. So, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Frank, Franco, how about you? Thoughts? Uh oh, man, year in review. Uh, <clears throat> You did you know, a lot we behind the scenes, yeah. especially with just the newsletter launching everything we did. So I would like to things. apply for rookie of the year. Rookie season is not over, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, we got the podcast out. We got uh, three or four really solid pieces of content put together that we hope athletes are using. Or, you know, uh, I was looking at our following list. We got a nice little bump after uh, – or our subscriber list. We got a nice little bump after our uh, first episode uh, inside high school nice. soccer. Uh, 
So it's pretty good. We got a good old little diaspora of like uh, high school athletes, parents and high school soccer coaches. Uh, so, you know, it's going well. Uh, we just want to keep growing and trying to keep finding uh, creative ways to deliver content that really helps the athletes over time. And then we got to get together on the site stuff. We got to get a silo structure going, you know, so we got stuff to look forward to in 2024, but we also had a good year in 2023 uh, in terms of like podcast moments. Uh, I'm going to give out some superlatives. I think I would say the best interview was Ahmad Brown. I found that one very informative. Mm. Uh, yeah, the good, funniest AB's good, man. He's really good. Yeah. He was sharp when, when he was talking about like when you're supposed to get touches and like the analytical right. stuff, I was like super interested in that. I love, I love that type of stuff. Granted. Um, I think, I think you're biased because he was at A&M at the time, but that's neither. Uh, he's at that. USC now. It's fine. Yeah, he is. Yeah. He's at, <laughs> he's at USC now. Um, and then my second superlative uh, would be, I, or not really a superlative. I really enjoyed the Eric Bell interview when when you were like, you asked him about going to a high school soccer game, and you uh, reiterated when he went to a high school soccer game. That was one of my favorite moments of the year. Right. Yeah, uh, hey, it got then, me. By, it got me a little by surprise. I was I was so I was very happy to hear that. But it, it did it surprise me a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, and then the absolute funniest moment of the year that happened on uh, okay. this podcast is okay. the Randy Waldrum when he was talking about the Bee Gees. <laughs> <laughs> I was like envisioning a whole team uh, getting like pumped up in a locker room. <laughs> and then like the coach is like, hold up. And he puts on like, how deep is your love or something? Like that. <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of had that visual too. I did. And uh, yeah, you know, you know, Coach Waldrum keeps popping up. So, Coach, if you're listening out there, you know, a lot of getting a lot of love on this episode. But uh, yeah, he's you know, he's he's been a big supporter of this podcast as well, and I'm grateful for him. And it just speaks volumes as to even at his level. And you can make the case that man, in just in America, not many coaches had a gr bigger 2023 than him. You know, just from from the Nigerian women's national team and just breaking down everything they had to go through, which we can all agree on is BS just to get there. Right. And then <clears throat> how they shined there. And then of course, and then what he's doing at Pitt, you know, it's just phenomenal. Just so proud of him. So happy for him. Shout out to coach Waldrum as well. And, and also, you know, he just launched his new coaching community as well. So if you can go, go follow him at coach Waldrum on, uh, on Twitter, Twitter X, and uh, he has his new coaching uh, coaching community that he just launched. Go subscribe, help him out. And he's just a wealth of knowledge, incredible coach, but even just tremendous human being. So, um, yeah, yeah, it's been great. It's been great. So now tell us a little bit. Uh, you mentioned 2024, Frank. Um, thoughts? What can you share that in the works, ideas, things at very early stages that you're thinking about as far as the newsletter and then we'll hit on the website a little bit more later. But as far as the newsletter for 2024, thoughts on that? Uh, I think we're going to, in 2024, we're going to work to get a better, uh, to better align our content with the recruiting calendar, like the NCAA one, you know? Uh, like, I think this past year, we wanted to get something up for the June 15th one. But I think we were we were a little behind, you know, so we didn't we didn't get like our advice up until like maybe it was only a couple of days later or something like that. Yeah. But if we get stuff more relevant content out on a more appropriate time, uh, that's like just one thing that I think will help it resonate better. Uh, but also we're going to 
uh, a lot of the stuff that I made on this last one, uh, I'll continue to update and we'll get stuff centered out around that. So uh, like we'll talk about the value of ID camps and we'll resend out an updated 5050 uh, podcast uh, camp list uh, and talk about like some best practices that you could do uh, before you go out to the camp. Uh, also, we I know we were talking about maybe collabing with inside Texas high school soccer some. Uh, we don't really have a form formula in place yet, but you know, uh, we could do like games of the week. We could boost them out there to our team or something like that. Uh, or maybe certain player spotlights, uh, anything that y'all get me, I'll, I'll work on. Great. Awesome. And that is coming by the way, in terms of next episode, got to talk with Rafa a little bit more, but maybe very soon we're looking at episode, uh, episode two of inside Texas high school soccer. And Frank alluded to a little, Frank alluded to it a little bit, but one of the things that we will be bringing back big hit, the game ball awards, you know, maybe a team, you know, team of the week award, uh, certain highlighted, certain accolades, certain things that we want to point out. So excited for that one. The, it'll be the, uh, the debut, the state debut of the RPI, the Rafa power index, right? The, the power 15. So, uh, so yeah, we'll see, we'll see how that goes. It'll be lots of fun as well. As far as, you know, I look back on 2023 from, from my perspective, just grateful for everything, you know, I'm, Made a made a transition myself and uh, left one program, and I'm now at, at another. Very excited where I'm at, and uh, looking forward to the future. Have just f- a phenomenal group of young ladies as well, and just tremendous support of administration. My athletic coordinator, and uh, just very blessed. And then at home, you know, the family, our health as well, most important. And uh, and then and then us, just this this team, and watching what it's become. And so just cannot cannot thank our listeners our supporters enough we always say it always make it a point to share it that you are the reason why we do it and we'll continue to always say that not because it sounds corny or cheesy but i think as long as we continue to hear ourselves say that we won't lose sight of the why right very important very important so um so yeah i mean that's really that's really an inside look at uh episode 100 and uh Kind of wanted to roll out next episode is if you're watching this, you can see this down on the ticker at the bottom of your screen. If you're listening to this, uh, what you obviously can't see is episode 101 coming on Monday, December 18th, 2 p.m. It is going to feature Jake Plant, the head women's soccer coach of UIW, the University of Incarnate Word here in San Antonio. So my uh, my alma mater. So excited for that one as well on um, on multiple fronts. You know, Coach Plant just finished just wrapped up his first year this fall so excited to have him on pick his brain as well so and he seems like a great ball of energy as well so definitely going to be excited to have him on so 100 episodes in um and uh, again and we did mention it earlier we're probably looking at 100 and we're creeping i think we're just under or just over 150 total when you factor in inside texas high school soccer and some of our special edition episodes as well so uh want to thank a few people our uh, first and foremost nsr national scouting report as well as my man greg smith what they're doing in support as our title sponsors of the podcast grateful for them our our proud partners in at, at gipper and what they're doing and how they're just so extremely supportive of us as well as kyle wall and bill over at global scarves and just phenomenal work growing the game what they do for texas high school soccer coaches in our community i'm grateful for them as well so get out there follow them support their products if you can 
Again, that's Global Scarves as well as Gipper. You can find you can get find them. You can follow them at at Go Gipper as well as at Global Scarves. So, gentlemen, let's go ahead. Let's go around the room. Stoppage time. Final thoughts. What do you got, uh, Steve? Let's start with you. All right. Well, I'm also a fellow uh, UIW alum, so I'll definitely be, uh, you know, watching that one, or if not, listening to it on uh, Monday or Tuesday. So, um, very cool. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, thanks again for, for having me. And, and I was always, a uh, like a fan, fan, a fan boy, right. Fan of your, <laughs> of your show. So it's pretty cool for me to, <laughs> for, for me to be a part of the team. So, um, you know, I came on to the team in, in 2023 and, you know, passed the, the rookie status <laughs> over to, to Frank now, who's doing a, an, an excellent job, and I, I vote him, you know, uh, rookie of the year. So permanent. Uh, oh, I thought you were going to say permanent rookie. I thought you were going to say. No, no, no. I'm not that crude. <laughs> uh, but no, just very grateful as well to be part of the team. Like I said, I was a, a fan of your uh, of your show, and you know, uh, it was it was pretty cool to get an invite. I think I actually last year was my uh, 2022. Uh, I think when you had the. Texas uh, state playoffs going on. I, I was on one of those shows or something like that. It was but, around, I think it was around Easter time. Yes. Time. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So, uh, but yeah, no, it, it's, it's been great. Uh, 2023 being on the podcast and, you know, um, you know, I, 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 I push it out there as, as much as I can. And, and, you know, some of the high school boys that I'm coaching now, you know, uh, have them go and listen to some of the, the interviews as well in regards to college recruiting. I mean, one of my boys was like, what's, what's an ID camp and, you know, they're, they're starting to, you know, they're freshmen now and they're starting to ask those questions as far as like, what do I do? Like, how can I put myself in a situation to maybe continue yeah. this in, yeah. into college? So, um, you know, this is a, a great platform and education for them to go out and, and, and seek uh, information from, uh, but yeah, no, just extremely, uh, uh, happy uh, to be part of the team, and you know I'm I'm looking forward to you know 2024 uh, being continuously being part of the team, and and you know going out there to watch uh, San Antonio games. Probably can't get out to to you know to Austin or any, or Houston or Dallas, but you know uh, you know just here here and around San Antonio, I'm excited for the upcoming season and and you know uh seeing uh the macarthur girls and you know going out there and calling some games with rafa that was a lot of fun as well you know so i'm sure we'll be in communication to to do some of that and you know it's pretty neat to kind of see the kids that um i grew up coaching now seeing them you know play uh at the high school level and and some even at the at the college level now so it's pretty cool to kind of see them you know and uh, out and about and now i'm like talking to them looking at them I'm, I'm i'm only five eight so i'm looking up at them like hey congratulations when it used to be you know down so kind of see it you know uh come full circle is, is pretty cool to see the kids out there you know uh get that recognition out on the field so uh, but yeah I, i'm excited for 2024 yeah awesome great stuff franco final thoughts anything uh i forgot a superlative uh the best oh. story uh the seven lakes player that you interviewed oh yeah when they won state that was the best story that was a great that was a great episode as well uh yeah that was a phenomenal story from where he was where he started mm -hmm. what he had to go through and then he ends up as the uh the state state final mvp yeah mm -hmm. pretty and now he's at he's at saint ed's saint edwards yeah 
it's stuff like that why I'm like happy to work with you because not everyone's shining a light on that story, you know? And uh, I also love that we're not limiting ourselves, you know? Like y'all, Texas Inside, or us, Texas Inside Soccer, we cover the game, but also you're also a platform for the recruits and, you know, what would you say made by the people for the people, you know? That's, that's what makes me decided to join the team and uh, I'm glad that we stick to those principles uh, with everything that we do. Uh, thanks for having me on the team. And, uh, I don't really have any other thoughts. Appreciate it. Hey, hey, that, uh, that sound is incredible. Much better. Too. <laughs> Great sound. Yeah. What coach is that? Let's, let's DM them. Let's, we're gonna have to compare all notes. All good. All good. And we'll wrap up with, uh, Rafa. What you got, buddy? I'm uh, just looking forward for 2024. I don't know. You kind of mentioned about the RPIs. Uh, I kind of let it give a little preview with the San Antonio version uh, two weeks ago. I know yeah. we got some little flack from some. Oh, oh this, yeah. you, you, you racked <laughs> them too low or what? Where was Brandeis? Uh, oh, the boys or girls? Didn't you have them too? Was it the boys? boys? Or yeah, the boys had them too, yeah. Okay. Right. Boys are high. Yeah, girls were not. a strong yeah. prediction. Yeah, the girls, they, uh, they took a shellac in their staff on the, on, the, on, the, on the scrimmage last week. Yeah. But hey, you never know. Yeah. Anything can happen, you know. Hey, Steve. Steve, in case you missed, the- in case you missed it, Frank said that uh, Brandeis boys. I think we're going to win the uh, the national title, the NCAA title. What else? What okay. else? Frank? The World I Cup. The World <laughs> Cup. They're winning the World Cup. Champions League. Copa. I think Copa <laughs> America. They're yeah. going to win. The, they're going to win the Open. Yeah. Point is, point is, is Frank is very high on him. He called his shot early. I was like, oh, okay. All right. So. Yeah. Good no, I saw them last year and they got a lot of returning players. So I mean, they're going to be very good. Their goalkeeper is very strong as well. Yeah, yeah. They, they, the, them and Johnson are probably going to be. They're also in a tough. Yeah, them, yeah, yeah. Them and Johnson are going to be neck neck and neck. But that they, that they tough district to, prepares them. Yeah, yeah. They're yeah. they're going to have to have to look behind their shoulder because there's a couple other two programs that. They may have a little say on that, but it's it, and that's what it's going to make this uh, 2024 fun because, you know, I I think for the boys side is really kind of there's like really no clear cut like dominant team like mm-hmm. you've had you know how we had that that lead those lead teams that yeah were pretty much kind of untouchable this year it's a little wide open as far as with the six A for here in San Antonio same thing you know. But state statewide, you know, you 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 know, where we where we cover here for six eight boys, and I I think it's still wide open too. I know Seven Lakes, you yeah. know, I know they have that target on their back, but you got other great programs. I'm hearing good things like, like from like Vandegrift. Uh, that's a team to look mm-hmm. out for. Um, um, you know, you have your Soft Lake Carols, uh, your you know East Lake. Me and Coach always love Coach on about East Lake. You know, you know they've been kind of like some. You know, falling a little short, a game short from getting to the net, you know, to get to Georgetown. So, like I said, there's a lot, lot of interesting stories. Even like I said for for the girls' side too, there's some some great. That was the t- you know doing that RPI for the San Antonio. That was tough. That was a lot tougher than doing the boys because there were so many good. There are so many good girl teams here mm-hmm. here, especially yeah. here in San Antonio. Yeah. You know, and I can only and I know I'm already been brainstorming. Um, just to give give a heads up to everyone, I'm already been been strumming about this as far as the statewide. That one's going to be a little tough for the girl side. It's going to be tough because yeah, 
I think there's about four or five teams that can be number one, you know, just, just to be, to be honest, you know, and, and it's going to be, it's going to be tough. You know, I'm going to kind of break some hearts there, but you know, always been a heartbreaker, but you know, (laughs) sometimes you gotta be, you gotta be that way. Um, The boy boy side too, you know, that's also, that's, that's going to be interesting, but that's, I think that's a little, little wide open to a a little more wide open than the girls. So, but that's what I'm looking forward to. And then, you know, doing some games with Steve again. That was fun, especially uh, I know we had some technical difficulties. So I have a third pair of microphones <laughs> just in case. There you go. I ordered some, some Dude, when you're, when you're live, them. when you're going live, there's always some sort of technical difficult. Always. It never fails something. Even if it's just one little bug, it never fails. But yeah. But yeah, that was great stuff. Such Even great in bracketology. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That, I'm looking forward to that one to see how I don't know how we can top that one. Um, I'm sure Harry's mm-hmm. watching and um, I'm enjoying the barbecue too. So I got to shout, shout out yeah. to Row Barbecue. If you haven't tried it, you guys need to try it. If you're here in San Antonio, you make sure, I, I, I recommend it. So, especially the Absolutely. Brisket. Absolutely. Great stuff. And big shout out to Harry as well. Couldn't be here, but uh, appreciate him nonetheless. Mm-hmm. So, gentlemen, that's going to do it. Uh, thank you again for our listeners, our supporters. One of the, you know, the big thing, obviously, is, and we'll be coming with multiple, multiple episodes, but still want to hear it, want to say it. Happy Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. Be safe, all right. Make sure I know we have a lot of today was a big scrimmage day around the state of Texas. So for our student athletes, stay safe. Be safe. Usually the safest time is when you're when you're in training or you're on the field in a game. But sometimes it's what you're doing in your off time, right? Where you can kind of can be in the wrong place, wrong time, or get into trouble or anything. So be smart. Make smart decisions. Make sure that you make it through the season. All right. So. Um, so happy holidays, stay safe, everybody, you know, for, for our parents, for our coaches, everybody, Merry Christmas, happy holidays, enjoy some, some time off, some days off. I know a lot of us go right back into training next week because there isn't, there isn't a two, two and a half, three week break, uh, during the holidays for those of us in season. So make sure you're spending that time, enjoying that time with the family, making the most of it as well. So, um, but yeah, that's going to do it. Grateful for all of you. Again, next episode is coming this Monday. Uh, episode 101, Monday, uh, what is that again? December 18th, right? Monday, December 18th. And that'll be with featuring Coach Jake Plant, the head women's soccer coach of UIW, the University Incarnate Word Cardinals. Excited to have him on. And uh, yeah, it's going to be great. So that is going to do it for episode 100. Gentlemen, appreciate you. For our listeners, our supporters, Thank you again. We are Rafa Castorena and the Heartbreakers. So until the next time, you know, keep downloading and keep listening. You've been listening to the 5050 podcast powered by National Scouting Report. Help us continue to grow by liking, rating, and subscribing on all major podcast platforms. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at 50 underscore 50 pod, on Instagram at 50 underscore 50 podcast, as well as on YouTube at the 50 underscore 50 podcast. Until the next time, keep downloading and keep listening.